Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome Success Secret Nation to this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how to approach marketing for your business. In this episode, I have with me Grisham Harkless. He is the founder of CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. CB Nation is a business-to-business brand focusing on increasing the business success rate by providing visibility and resources for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. Blue 16 Media helps change lives through media and technology, including digital marketing agency, providing digital marketing services. So Grisham, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast, man. Hussein, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I am excited to have you here on the show. So first of all, because this is the Success Secret Podcast, I want you to tell the Success Secret Nation, what do you think success is? How would you define it personally? And what do you think people usually get wrong about it? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing about success that people get wrong is that they think that it's one size fits all. It's like a onesie, like it's one way that, you know, achieve success. And I think it's something that you could definitely define it, you know, in your own way for yourself and kind of is something that you can achieve. But I always think this part of part of it is, you know, the journey to go to success and, and what that looks like is going to be, of course, different for everybody. For me, it's, it's pretty much like I'm very entrepreneurial. So I, I I've always felt like the most creative, you know, um, I guess in when I'm in that zone is typically when I am, you know, working on different projects and different you know, businesses, working on marketing, whatever that might be. So I always felt like part of my success is making sure that I get to incorporate that into my day as much as possible. Um, and I also believe, you know, health and, you know, having wealth and, and all of those things and, and a happy family are also like a big part of that, you know, success. So I think if I can incorporate, you know, an average day um, or, you know, achieve success by um, spending time with the ones that I love, while also getting some challenges and working through um, some things. And I think that that is, you know, very much so success. But I, I've never, um, I have, but I've twisted it and, and learned more about it being not necessarily a destination, but more of a mindset and a um, a journey. So you never ever get to success, at least in my eyes, but you can always kind of work towards getting there, which I think is some somewhat the most exciting part. Yeah, that's the most important thing is that we strive to be better every day. Yeah. So now you mentioned that you are entrepreneurial oriented, and this is something that's kind of in your blood. So tell us a little bit more about your story, because did you have some entrepreneurs in your family? Did you read about entrepreneurship? How, how this and you have now two businesses, each business is doing something. So how did that come to, to you? 
Yeah, it's funny that, you know, you asked that question. I always say I was very entrepreneurial before I even knew what that was. I consider myself very much so just a busybody. And it wasn't until I started to kind of look back on, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up, like around when I graduated from college. It was like a crazy kind of economic time um, back in 2009 and 2010 and 2010. Um, So I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure what I wanted to be, but I always knew that I wanted to kind of start, you know, a business at some point. Um, But I think the thing that I remember is, you know, being that kid that was on the playground. I'm sell potato chips. Um, I would get my parents to take me to this place called MJ Designs, where you can get little beads, you can make necklaces and all that stuff. So I was very much so that kid. Um, but it was really the, my dad was in the military and he went to a, a different country for his entire year. And I then started a family newspaper. And that family newspaper was something that I did to try to connect with my dad. We didn't have Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, and all these ways we can instantly connect. Um, but I also sold the subscriptions to uh, people that were in my family as well, too. So they also got to know about all the news that was going on in the family. So I think those were kind of seeds that were that were planted. And I think it was just like such a crazy time, like when I graduated school and I experienced getting laid off. I was going to get laid off again. And I was kind of pretty much at like, hey, I'm a little nervous about starting this entrepreneurship thing. I'm not sure what to do because I don't really have that environment. Um, but I just felt at home every time I talked to an entrepreneur, a CEO, a business owner. And I said, like, I'm not sure, um, but I know things aren't going the way that I want them to go, like work-wise. So let me try to see what I can, you know, make happen. And, and that's just kind of like what led me down that road. And and I feel like I've been mentored from every person that I've talked to, whether it be a blog or a podcast or whatever, because I, like we were talking about before we, we, we hopped on is that you learn so much from other people. Um, and I think that's, I'm definitely a byproduct of that because it's been awesome to kind of, you know, learn so much. Yeah, that's important. It's important to always put ourselves in a place to keep learning. The, the problem is there is a lot of people think that they have this kind of knowledge or this amount of knowledge and they are the expert in everything. <laughs> so, so how important to you is like to continually keep growing and learning Especially now for your businesses, like you want to expand your business, you want to grow your business, you want to market your business more. So these things require you to learn certain things. And then after you learn them, you need to apply them, right? Because without action, it would be completely useless. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. And, and I think that as as you know, exciting as I, you know, I, I like the opportunity to get like 1% better, see how I can improve myself every day. But I think it's so necessary now. Like there's so many different things that are disrupting different um, environments that it isn't just something you want to do. I, I would argue that it's probably something that you have to do. You have to have that mentality. You have to know that, you know, you have to pivot, whether we're talking about AI or we're talking about this little thing that everybody heard about called the pandemic and, and, and you know, how that changed everything. You have to kind of always be learning or at the very least listening and saying, okay, how can I um, you know, pivot, change, adjust, adapt, something along those lines so that you can continue to kind of get better for your organization. Yeah, definitely. So now we know that a business can be marketed in multiple ways now with social media appearing in the past 15, 20 years. So a lot has changed for businesses. So what do you think are the best effective marketing strategies 
Now, every business might be different in how they do things, but th there must be some kind of a basic fundamentals each business must be doing for their marketing, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that one of the things about marketing that is probably one of the biggest misconceptions, and it's going to sound so much like the question you asked me before, where everybody thinks marketing is just this one thing that you're supposed to do. And the way that I've always kind of looked at marketing, and I see it as an opportunity to have a conversation um, around whether it be your products or services, it's entrepreneurship in it in and of itself is about solving problems. So mm -hmm. to me, like marketing is a way for you to have a conversation with your potential clients and, and, and those people that you want to help support about solving their problems. And if we start to look at marketing, I think very simplistically in that way, um, when we start to go down the line and, and understand like what platforms or ways we're going to market, I often call them different like ingredients because I compare marketing a lot of times to cooking your favorite dish, um, <laughs> whatever that is. There's so many ingredients that you go to and see when you go to the grocery store, but you really want to be clear on, you know, three or four specific things. And I say before you jump into marketing, you should be really clear on who you're targeting. You should be really clear on what your goal is. And, and that's pretty much like where you want to be. Are you do you have an e-commerce site and you're looking to sell more T-shirts or are you trying to create more speaking opportunities or you're trying to sell your book or do you have a podcast, whatever it is, you want to be clear on like what success is and, and what that means for you. And I think the the last, you know, really big thing that everybody's using, always asking about, but no one really wants to talk about is the actual resources that you're going to use. And, and those resources are time and money. Um, and usually if you're just in startup mode, you probably have more time than you have money. And then as you start to reach more success, you probably have more money to invest in your business. So I think when you're really clear about those three questions, that builds a really strong framework so that when you go to the grocery store and you figure out, am I going to use TikTok or am I going to start a podcast or am I going to do SEO or am I going to do Google ads or Bing ads or whatever it might be, you start to, I think, make more informed and strategic decisions because you're making it for those three questions or so yeah so do you, do you think that in business the most important thing that might be in business is having a network it is about who you know and who knows you that would lead to success in business because as we know business is about people right yeah, it, it's it's so funny that you say that because um with CB Nation, we you know, we create a lot of blogs, podcasts, video content, but I have this equation that I say kind of encapsulates everything. And I don't think that, you know, your network is the only thing, but that equation I say is visibility plus resources times connections equals success. And the reason that it's times connections is because just as you said, if you know the right people, that can accelerate things on an entirely different level. So you might have the best widget, um, the best thing that you created, but if no one knows and you don't can't connect with the people that can help that happen, then a lot of times it's just going to, to sit there and, and be there. So I think it's not the only thing, but it is definitely an accelerator and it can take things to an entirely different level. Yeah, so for me, what I have been doing, or let's say I want to develop more into something more for example for me business con contains for example three important elements there is nothing called 
there are different things that are variable between businesses, like you mentioned, between e-commerce and info business or whatever. But generally, I would say a business to be successful, it has to be to has three things mainly. One thing is the skill, right? Co combined with passion, because passion keeps you going. And the thing is that you mentioned here earlier, passion to solve a problem, which is not general, gen having general passion, passion to solve problems for people. Right. This is one thing. The second thing is the connection. It's about who knows you and who you know. And the third thing is about serving and adding value to people. And you do that multiple ways. But the main thing you do that is by selling. So, yeah. How do you think is into this formula, for example, to my formula? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that formula because it, it's so funny that um, I think I read or listened to um, some quote, uh, I think it might've been Steve Jobs, where he says that if you choose, you know, something that you want to work on or you want to start, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to be passionate about it, but because it's so hard and there's so many ups and downs, you want to love it and be passionate about it because often that's going to be the only thing that's going to keep you going when you're frustrated, mm -hmm. you have really bad time that you want to continue to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned a lot of ways, like, for example, you are, you are one of the people that has, has been in like, I guess, like more than 15 or 1600 uh, appearances on podcasts. Is that true? Well, no, I've I've had that many guests on my show, yeah, so yeah, I've had yeah, sixteen hundred. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. that's amazing. So you had sixteen hundred people in your show. I am like now, uh, I have episodes that are still published, but if I combine them, starting back in two thousand twenty-one, when I started having guests on my show, so that adds up, I think, to two fifty, two hundred and fifty nice. people. So that, nice. <laughs> I need ten x that, but I guess eight <laughs> x that. So. How long did that take you and what have you learned so far in regards to business from uh, interviewing that many people so far? Yeah, I mean, to answer the last question, I've learned so much. And, you know, I, I actually spent some time this year. I paused re new recordings on my podcast so I can actually distill down like some of the things that I learned. I have like kind of 16 business pillars, I call them. Um, that I've been able to, to kind of learn. And, you know, I could drill more, of course, into that. But how that really came about was, again, me kind of going back to being that that kid that started the family newspaper. I was really interested in entrepreneurship and business, and I had no idea what exactly that was or what that looked like. So when I first started, I started out just writing um, and recording the interviews of interview of of entrepreneurs and business owners that I would I would freelance write for. So I would write for these publications. I had an entrepreneurial spotlight column for this um, site, site called Patch, and I would just interview the people. I would ask questions, and then I would record the interview. So I started learning more and more and more. And then um, at some point I said, hey, I, I was listening to these recordings and I said, hey, this is actually really valuable. So I've heard of this thing called podcasting. So let me start converting these interviews into podcasts. And I had a weekly podcast at the time and actually it was less than weekly. It was kind of just randomly whenever I had the interviews. <laughs> and then I said, hey, I want to structure this a little bit more. Let me make this weekly. And so I had a podcast called the CEO Chat Podcast. And I said, hey, you know, I really enjoy this. This is like, I feel like I'm cheating by doing this, by getting to hear people's stories and and, and learn from them. I, I feel like I, I got a, like a cheat code or, any, or something like that. So I said, what if I could potentially do this daily? Like, what would that look like? 
And I said, okay, these are the six questions I'm going to ask. These are the most highly performing questions. These are questions that are going to blend so that it doesn't sound very robotic. So I started to just kind of get in the lab and start to envision what that would look like. And that's where I was able to kind of come up with a system or process around um, creating that daily podcast. And it, it took me about, I want to say five or six years. It didn't start out initially daily. I tested it out a little bit for a little bit of time. And then I started to gradually scale it up. Um, but it was been about five or six years of me doing the daily podcast um, that led me to get to that number. So it definitely didn't happen, you know, overnight. Um, but I think it's been really exciting just because you start to see certain trends and things. Like I talked about those 16 pillars because you ask some of the same questions, you hear some of the same things. And it's helped me be a better business owner because, hey, if you hear something, you know, a hundred times, you're like, Maybe this is something that I need to incorporate. So that's just only helped me out as a business owner too. That's amazing. Like you can learn so much from listening or hearing to this. Like it's a good idea that you post because this is that idea that now I haven't reached the place where you are, but this idea I had, like I want to pose for a for a certain period of time because also when we talk about like 100, 200, 300, it's like it's a good amount of uh, episodes for example for me so i want to go back revise things extract the important things and convert them into more let's say impactful things because you can do that there is so much you can learn if you listen to the anything like twice three times because sometimes as humans we cannot absorb everything from the first listen or the first try or the first whatever right we have to do repetition to learn because anything that we do when we want to exceed in our exams in school for example we study the material three four five times maybe ten times to score a high grade it does not come from from the first study or first try yeah absolutely it's so funny you said that because i was talking with someone or maybe i heard something and they say one of the reasons that you should like reread like some of your favorite books or any books is because it's going to different things are going to stick when you read it later. But also, if you have experienced life and you've gone through different things or had different challenges, you might read the exact same book, the exact same amount of time, and it might affect you completely different. So it's so powerful what you said. And, and that's been something, you know, that I've started to notice in, you know, so many episodes just trying to kind of distill down more information. But I feel like, you know, just as we talked about success in the journey, it's kind of a never ending process of like learning all those things. Yeah. So how do you approach marketing your yourself for example or these episodes like there is like a huge amount of titles and episodes so how do you go about uh, spreading the word about them how do you do that yeah, a lot of what we try to do is around, of course, leaning into the guests and, and making sure that they are try to try to be armed with as much information. But um, the digital marketing company that I have, we focus on website design, support, SEO services. So a lot of what we do is around that SEO piece and, and really trying to make sure that the content um, and the information is as search engine friendly as possible. So that's really the big, you know, idea. But of course, you know, it's available and, you know, everywhere you listen to podcasts, I think that there's still, and that's another reason that I wanted to pause, there's still a lot of kind of meat on the bone, so to speak. There's a lot of opportunity to really kind of lean into, like you said, repurposing episodes, looking at them differently, um, you know, sharing them in a different way to make more of an impact. So 
I think that that's something that, you know, I wanted to kind of pause new recordings and, and we're repurposing previous episodes this year, largely so that we can um, think of different ways and think out of box on like how we can kind of reach more and affect more people. Mm, yeah, definitely. So what, what can like, for example, now for business, especially new ones, when you have nothing to show for like followers or what the audience or whatever, what do you think are how they can figure out the best strategies to kick off things off? And what do you think are the mistakes that they are making that they should stop doing it right now? I would say the biggest mistake, and I feel like I heard this a lot on, on my podcast, is there's just such this misconception around um, things happening overnight. And I think we sometimes see that, especially on social media, but not only social media. Um, we see that in most media where we it seems like the person created success overnight. They did one thing, they sent out one tweet, and then they became successful, or they talked to one person and they became successful. And, and don't get me wrong, that I'm sure that happens, but I think for the grand majority of people, it doesn't happen that way. So when you are kind of looking at starting from um, square one, um, maybe your feeling is less than that. Maybe it's like negative 100. You feel like you're starting at. <laughs> um, you really want to understand that it's just going to be you kind of believing in the thing that you believe in, whatever your product or service is, believing that you can help support and create these solutions. And you just continue to kind of grind. You continue to kind of do the things along the journey. And I, I feel like we found, and you start to hear a little bit more around this idea of resilience. Uh, people continue to, to hear the no's, but continue to keep asking and asking or asking in a different way. So I, I feel like if you're resilient and you have this um, kind of, one of the big things I, I learned on the podcast is you get more attached to the why, not the how. Mm -hmm. And what the, all that means is pivoting. Because if you are so attached to like how you're going to do this, you're going to say, I'm only going to do it this way. But if you know why you want to do something, you realize that maybe there's going to be a different way for you to do it. So if you're comfortable enough in terms of, of pivoting, but also, you know, you're really strong in terms of resilience, you understand that it is a journey that is going to take time and takes a lot of no's um, more than you'll probably get yeses, then I think that, you know, really sets you up for success. But as far as like very tactically, like what someone should do. I mean, there's so much opportunity um, that's out there to try to reach people. Don't forget that again, marketing, I think even sales to some degree is about like having those conversations. The, and again, the how has changed, but it doesn't mean that they have changed. So you can literally start an Instagram account right now and go and DM people and ask them about you know, setting up a time to have a conversation. And I, if I was starting in the very beginning, of course, being in that environment, we talked a little bit about networking and being a part of networking groups, things like that. Having those conversations is huge, but I, I would really be extremely active as far as like having as many conversations as I could, just telling people about my product and service, but also probably even more importantly for the long term and being a value to them. So not just saying like, what can you do for me? But also saying like, hey, how can I help you? And I think over time, the people that do that end up lasting longer. They make a bigger impact in, in many different ways. So that's probably what I would do from square one. Yeah, definitely. Because things like you mentioned, it it, it needs time. Like, because uh, for example, if we are talking, for example, about online businesses, like there is no barrier to entries. Anyone can start whatever they want to start. 
but at the same time a lot of people might be starting the same thing that you are going to start so you need to have some kind of uh, business stamina i guess right to <laughs> to to keep going at it you need to like i don't want to say hustle i don't know maybe the word hustle sometimes i don't like it but you need to work for it at least for a while to to establish some place in, in for your business yeah absolutely i think grit and hustle you know i think yeah hustle could have so many connotations but i think it's been shown that grit is one of the most um biggest indicators of success if you have that and you continue to kind of ask then i think that'll really set you up for success yeah so what are the most impactful let's say tools resources or books that you personally use or when someone's ask you what tool resources or books should i read or look at do you recommend for them yeah absolutely it's funny on, on the podcast one of the things i ask everybody for is the ceo hacks which are like the apps books habits that make them more effective and efficient and um i thought a lot around you know what are going to be mines like what are mines do i feel like really move the needle and i think the beautiful thing about these hacks or these you know resources is that they seem small, but they really kind of compound upon the impact that they can make in your life. And I think one of the biggest ones that I that helped me a lot in terms of focusing, because I'm an ideas person. Um, I always like in like, okay, once you see one opportunity, you start to see it more and more and more. Um, there's this book called The One Thing that has been one of my favorite go-tos. Um, the whole entire thesis of it is what's the one thing that by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary. And the cover of the book actually shows uh, a bunch of dominoes and the dominoes start out small and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. So the idea is that when you knock over that first domino, it's gonna be able to knock over a bigger domino and a bigger domino and a bigger domino. And what that does is kind of like that compound effect where if you could focus on this one thing, it's going to open up you to make an impact in many things. So anytime I'm like getting overwhelmed with doing too many things, sometimes I just say, hey, what is the one thing that can make that impact? And it doesn't have to be anything big. Sometimes it's getting up 10 hours early. I mean, 10 minutes earlier. Sometimes it's just creating a plan at the beginning of the day. So it's usually those things that make a big impact. Um, another big thing that's been huge for me are two other things I would say is my scheduling links, um, being able to send a scheduling link. I use Acuity, but there's um, one called Calendly as well, too, that a lot of people are you know, very um, fond of. Um, those things allow you to not have to do the back and forth. And I think the beautiful thing now, too, is that people are more accessible to it and they're more open to using a, a scheduling link, which is, of course, how we connect it to. Um, and then I lean heavily on project management software. Mm -hmm. um, we use Basecamp, but there's other ones that we use like Asana, there's ClickUp, there's so many different kind of tools um, that you can use, but literally everything that has to do with a project we put in our Basecamp so that it's not just me, it's other people on the team have access to it, no matter what you know, time of day or day of the week that they're looking. And I think that's allowed us to be a lot more nimble, um, us to be connected as a team, because everything is not so dependent upon me, um, because that can often happen when you end up becoming the, the logjam. Yeah, definitely. So, Grish, what would you say the final takeaway for this episode? What would you do to someone looking to start a business, whatever type of business it is, if, especially if it's online business, 
and how would you advise them to stay motivated let's say yeah when i first started i think i i watched a lot of like will smith videos and <laughs> um he was very like motivational for me just in how he looked at things and there's this book another book called the alchemist that he talked about in an interview that you know help you to kind of reframe like how you look at things but one quote that i always go back to is uh, don't tell me the sky is the limit when their footprints on the moon. And <laughs> that's good. It's, yeah. yeah, I love it because it really speaks to this idea that a lot of times people say things that can't be done because they haven't seen it done. But just because they believe that it hasn't been done, has it ha hasn't happened, doesn't mean that it can't be done. And I think it's kind of that resilience, that defiance even, that you're saying, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to commit to doing this, having that passion that you talked about earlier, that's what separates people. So often, you know, when you go through the entrepreneurial journey, there's going to be a lot of no's and sometimes going to be for the people that are closest to you and around you, but don't let that deter you because there are footprints on the moon. So that means that those things that you think that you could do, you could be the first one to set and trailblaze that. So don't allow the, the discouragers, the naysayers to, to detract you from what you should mm. be doing. There is a lot of talk about, for example, this kind of things and goal setting that you should not put goals too high so we didn't reach them. But the way I see it is you should put them as high as you can because if you if we as humans keep putting setting goals that we have already reached or a little bit like two percent tired, so we'd, we would reach them easily. But when you put them way up there, like you will push yourself more to reach them and you will know your limits and you will start developing a new let's say skills or motivation or inspiration or regret or whatever it is that you want to call it or do with it to reach that because either you reach there and you have satisfaction within self or you give up and just keep sitting down and go to sleep so either this or the, like this or this there is nothing in between i guess yeah, I would yeah. definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, Gresh, where can people get in touch with you, learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So a hub for me is I have a site called IamGresh.com. That's I-A-M-G-R-E-S-H.com. Um, like I mentioned, some of the things that I've learned from the 1600 podcast episodes, um, there's information there, free eBooks. Um, also, you can contact us at Blue 16 Media. So links to all those, CB Nation, the podcast, all those things are on I-A-M-G-R-E-S-H.com. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, Grisham, for being here today with me on this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. Really pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me, Hussein. I appreciate it.